If you're a fan of the 430 movie, you'll love Best Movies Never Made, hosted by myself, Josh Miller. And Steven Scarlatta. Where we explore some of the greatest movies never made, like E.T. 2. Johnny Quest. Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. And Halloween 3D. New episodes available every other Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Need to make a call? Look for a police call box. That's where you'll find Two on Who, the new Doctor Who podcast from Electric Surge. Two on Who is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman. And if you love Star Trek, then have we got the podcast for you. It's Inglorious Trexperts, where we talk about Star Trek from the original series through Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, And Voyager. sometimes, sometimes we don't talk about Star Trek, but we're still Trexperts. Indeed we are. And we have some great special guests coming to you. So if you're a Star Trek fan, or even if you're just a Darren Docterman fan, you should listen to Inglorious Trexperts every Saturday on the Electric Search Channel. Hello and welcome to The Rebel and the Rogue. I am your host, Jason Tobias, and to my left is... What's up, everyone? This is Bevan. Welcome to the Star Wars Nothing But Star Wars podcast. And today, we have a good friend of ours by the name of Michael Nathanson. You might know him from The Punisher. You might know him from somewhere on the webs. Google him. Find out somewhere where you know webs. him from. Somewhere on the webs. <laughs> but he's here with the us today. Web to talk all things Star Wars and his opinion about Star Wars and why he loves Star Wars. And I'm why not opinionated he... at all. <laughs> well, then he's going to talk to us about the fact that he saw a Star Wars film and he went, okay, I saw a Star Wars film and that's all he no, said. I was being sarcastic. You know how opinionated I am. I do know. I have strong opinions. You ha- he has very strong opinions about me, apparently. It's good to see you. It's good to see you too, Jason. Jason and I worked together as co-stars in a movie once. Once upon a time. In Palm Springs. Palm That's Springs. what the movie should have been called, Once Upon a Time in Palm Springs. That would have been a good title. What do you think? Think we can go back in and just change some stuff? That's No, I don't think we should do that anymore. <laughs> I'm going to drink some water now. Yeah, I'm going to drink my in. logoless water. Yes. Mm. Dude, happy to have you. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah. I've been hearing about this podcast for a long time. Uh-huh. Listen to the podcast. And um, yeah, I know this lady from uh, various geek... Uh, geek events. Geek events and connections and yeah. consultations. I hooked him up. And then he insulted me. What? I have no idea what that reference is. (laughs) When did this happen? When was this? About five minutes ago. Oh, I was actually here for that. I was here for that. I was was just being. Totally here for that. (laughs) Um, No, uh, Michael was actually one of the few people I talked about this podcast with before it even came into fruition. You had just called me and I met Michael for coffee back when he lived in New York. You were doing it. You had told me separately that you were going to do it. Oh, you told me you were going to do it with him. Right. I knew about it. But I didn't know you guys were going to be a, a team. And look at you. Look at us. It's like, um, I was just trying to think, Nichols and May. Is that too esoteric of a reference? <laughs> that makes no sense on a sci-fi Star Wars. That's no. okay. I guess I think. It, we're the rebel and the rogue. Mm-hmm. That's how mm-hmm. it works. Mm-hmm. Or the rogue you want to guess rebel. which one is which? Yeah. Oh, you're the rogue, for sure. Oh. oh see? Flipped it around dang on it. you. I think. Flipped I wanted to be the rebel. Around. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You just Leia's have more a of a roguish quality of your personality, though, more so than this guy. What She's do you a mean? risk He was a wannabe rogue. Oh. Wow. That's not true. 
That's not true. <laughs> when do we well, start talking about Star Wars? What are we talking about right now? When do we actually We're just talking about you. Oh. We're talking about you. Oh, that's Tell good, us about that's you. That's a great subject. Yeah. Um, Let's get to know all about you, Michael. You moved oh, I did. to LA, right? Yes, I did. I moved How to LA. It? Look me up, everybody. Um, I love it. My family and I love it. We love the weather and the and having a being in a house as opposed to an apartment. Mm. Lived in apartments my whole life growing up in New York City. Um, yeah, the weather's awesome and uh, people are much friendlier than in New York. No offense, New York. But I... I bring enough rudeness here, so it's fine. Just sure. kidding. No, no, no. I. Uh, so let me ask you a question, year. though, Michael. Do you wake yeah. up every morning and go, oh, what a beautiful morning? Oh, God. No, I don't. Thank you, though. Thanks for <laughs> referencing that. I was in a production of Oklahoma in New York, and uh, yeah, that happened a while ago. It's good. But I'm here now <laughs> to do lots more TV and film, hopefully. And well, I got a lot of writing projects in the works, so I'm. Well, that's that's another reason I'm out here. So, yeah. Awesome. Things are cool. Things Congrats. are fun. Congrats. Thanks. Things are moving. Things you know how hard I bust my ass, Jason. Well, hey. Jason and I are both come from the school of never stop. Never, never say surrender. Die. Never say die. Never, never surrender. surrender. Yeah. Yeah. We one, just uh, one night we were gonna go get tattoos of that. We should actually. But then we just didn't. No, so we, Jason yeah, just we has didn't. one of his name instead. Yep. Mm. Yep. It's very uh it's very me, if you will. <laughs> he had to put my last name because of the uh <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Size. What do we? Uh, all right. Do we start with the Mandalorian? Is that what we're going to start? You know what? You're running. Is it. that what everyone? What are we doing? Let's talk. No, actually, we haven't really spoken Mandalorian today. Yeah. So let's I just want to say. I just want to say a couple things about it. First let's of all, uh, like a dumbass, I didn't realize that uh, Nick Nolte was playing an Ugnot because right. I looked at it and I was. I looked at him and I was like, "Who's that voice?" Well, no, I knew. Well. The voice I the voice yeah I didn't know the voice till the credits but then I was like oh right I heard Nick Nolte was in it I guess that's who Nick Nolte's playing. Nick Nolte got really short. <laughs> when you get old I know yeah. you shrink but yeah. like that's insane. Okay anyway, can you imagine him? Yeah, but can you imagine Nick Nolte in a makeup chair like if he was going to be an Ugnaught the way John Reese Davies did it in Lord of the Rings? Yeah, right. him in a makeup Nick Nolte in a makeup no, chair no, would be like that's why he just did the voiceover. I'm not doing a makeup. <laughs> Share. <laughs> I just like absolutely crazy. But he, anyway, so he was an Ugnaught, and I and you know when it occurred to me, I was sitting in the lobby waiting to come into the podcast. Oh, you mean like thirty minutes? You were waiting. Well, I looked. At, I I wanted. I went to see if. Yeah, thirty. Thanks. <laughs> That's L.A. time. That's right. We're we're right on time, actually. I actually was looking to see if the third episode had come out because I know it comes out on Thursdays or it's Thursday. Friday. Friday. It was Friday's was it Friday. Thursday at midnight or is it Friday at midnight? Oh. I think it's like Thursday into Friday. Got it. We'll find out. I didn't, re- yeah. But we'll I just looked it. to see if it was down there and then I saw his, and then I saw the little like picture of him and I was like, can we curse on this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a fucking Ugnaught. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And then I started like, I went into an Ugnaught rabbit hole yeah. on, on the, the internet, internet. Uh, during my half hour wait and um yeah, I was just sort of like, <laughs> how does that tie in? How does that tie in? How does that tie in? Uh-huh. And I was just thinking about it. And here I just thought Ugnaughts were on Cloud City. I just thought they hung out there. Or, Apparently. And, and they and they no one said, a, the Ugnaughts didn't say a word. No, no. They were always like Grunting, background kind of. Yeah, like pig, piggy, little piggies. Yep. And yet this guy was just like. Did they go to market? Mm. Well. Or did they stay home? Mm. Um, She's quick. Jesus, I'd, uh, I, no, I think they were slaves actually. So you know, a little Ooh. respect. Um, do, well, okay, but do they go wee, 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 all the way home? I think they, I think they did. <laughs> I think they probably did. You're anyway, welcome. I really like it. The show is great. I think, for me, 
not to spoil anything, if, if you're listening to a Star Wars podcast and you haven't seen the first two episodes of The Mandalorian, something's wrong with you. So I'm just going to say something about the first two Correct. episodes. I was hooked. The to- the moment that I was hooked was the, was the um, what's the Jawa cruiser called? What's the thing the called? The Sandcrawler? Sandcrawler. Sand people. The Sandcrawler. Sandcrawler. I know, but it's the Sand people. Tuscan Raiders. They Whatever. ride uh, Banthas. Banthas, yeah. <laughs> wow. This is a way dorkier side. This side of the room is way dorkier than that side of the room. What? Um, the Sandcrawler action sequence mm-hmm. was just amazing. It was, cool. it was, it was like, cool. I felt like I was watching old school Star Wars. I just love the, 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 I love when I first saw the Jawas. I was like, I was like, oh, this is going to be a show I'm going to love. Baby Yoda aside, okay, I'm fine with it. I have no like problem with it. I just want he just if he's gonna throw that up in the first episode, man, that better have a good payoff because that is no or a tie-in or something. Hundred percent agree. Theory. Do you think do are we saying that's Yoda? No, it's definitely not Yoda because they did the math. Okay, yeah. but but here but here's what's crazy. Here I just want to throw this out because a couple of people have hit me up since then. And they're talking about this whole, you know, hey, balancing the light, the light and the dark. And, you know, if they possibly are cloning Palpatine, then maybe they cloned Yoda. Maybe. And I'm going, ah, eh, uh, like buzzers are going off in my head. And I'm thinking, no, no, it's just another Yaddle Yoda race. It's a baby that is force sensitive. But may I reference another star property called Star it. Trek? Do you remember oh. the search for Spock? Yes. Yes. So they find him on Genesis. I'm not a Star Trek fan, by the way. I love Altman. The movie. You're going to be pissed. I know. No, no, no. He knows that I'm not. I'm more Star Wars than Star Trek. Listen, Rod Roddenberry also agrees with you. So yeah. Well, I, I'm a movie movie Star Trek kind of sore. Yeah. I, well, I love the movies. When I, they came out when I was a kid. I mm-hmm. love those movies. Um, but the uh, they shoot him to the planet Genesis, the dead the dead Spock, right? But then they find him there, and when they find him, he's a baby. Do you remember? No, oh, you're I right. I don't know if Star Wars would rip off Star Trek. I'm not like saying, that. but I'm not saying, that, but there is like sort of context within like the idea of because mm-hmm. right because this takes place was it six years after Return of the Jedi five. or she said five, five five years yeah I like that it's I like saying six because it's just like so stupid and random <laughs> I think it should be six if okay. they're in a room together like it's five years after and they're like no no it should be six <laughs> yeah and like here's like why. a sticking point this is the yeah. hill I'm it dying get on made because of that yeah. Uh, production meetings just like throwing shit at people I'm just saying I, it could be anything I don't know I just it's got to be some kind of clone or did so he have sex Yoda? and reproduce and that's his child no no well what we're six years after and supposedly five. the baby five the baby supposedly 50 the baby years is old. 50 years old so I mean that would put it pre a New Hope? Would that, would that even go no, further back? No, somebody did the math. It's supposed to be around Phantom Menace. Oh. Okay. When the baby was born. Is that right? 50 years. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it would make sense because I guess Darth Vader would be close to 50 at that point. Mm-hmm. If Well, okay. he's not, but he's also not a baby in Phantom Menace. Maybe it's got something to do with like the midichlorians and all that fucking nonsense. Yeah. Tell me how you really feel about midichlorians. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that's your impressions. You're digging it. You're liking the tone, the style, the yeah, tempo and cool. everything. Um, my first impressions when I first saw it. So there is a technology right now that's coming out called Stagecraft. And Stagecraft is where you're basically taking 4K LED walls and you're wrapping them around studio space so that you can shoot in real time and you are rendering out within a video game engine a lot of background elements. Mm -hmm. So the shot when he's by, his ship is called the Sable Corsair. Is that what it's called? Sure. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll just run with that. We'll so when he's by when he's by his ship and he's got his bounty in the he's opening, he's like there. a furrier in the eighties. <laughs> my, I've just got in a just got in a shipment of sable corsairs. You're gonna, your wife is gonna love these. <laughs> so when he's by Sorry, his Beverly ship, Hills furrier. And he's walking up there. You know, you've got a lot of these kind of grandiose shots that for television, again, these are big shots for TV. You know, but this is Disney. This is Star Wars. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, honestly, this is kind of like a lob. This is a lob pitch for them. You know, like, hey, if Game of Thrones is spending X amount of dollars on, you know, their series, if uh, Amazon's spending a ton of money on the Lord of the Rings prequel series, well, hell, why isn't The Mandalorian going to be like a minimum 10 to 15 million? I mean, the Apple C show is like a 15 million dollar an episode show. What's the name of the ship that you said? Sable Corsair. The Razor Crest. Oh, man. Wow. What the hell is a Sable Corsair? I have no idea. Uh, that, that's got to be a, sh- a ship in Star Wars. The Sable Corsair. Get a look inside the Mandalorian ship, the Razor Crest. When after when we just break, got my Star Wars card pulled. Yeah. I will say that we. I think I think I know what it is. When we break, when we do uh, break the fast after Yom Kippur, we usually will have lox, bagels, and and just a like a quarter. We always ask for a quarter pound of Sable Corsair <laughs> because it's really good. <laughs> On the side. That's that's exactly it. Oh, I see someone laughing in the background. Someone, <laughs> one person laughing and one person. What's the sound of one person laughing silently into headphones uh, and another person? It's good. So yeah, when I saw those shots at the beginning, I just thought to myself, well, okay, they're clearly trying to, you know, introduce this new technology similar to what they did in the prequels. And we saw how that turned out. Some people were fans of these kind of grandiose sets that they were building, but other people felt that this was just actors being comped into things. And they do shoot practically. Obviously, some of the stuff when they're in the like kind of Western-looking town and then when they're inside the bars and all of that. But I'm just curious to see how it's going to kind of evolve with the show because there is a certain look to the show aesthetically right now that feels very TV to me. It doesn't feel like cinematic Star Wars on a grand scale. There are cool shots. Obviously, exteriors, ship flying in, the Razor's Crest. We've got all that happening, but I don't know. It just I maybe my expectations were so high that I was thinking that I was going to immediately see something cinematic and theatrical on the small screen. I yeah, I just, I, I every for every reason that you felt like your expectations were thwarted, I feel the opposite. That they were met. Yeah. Okay. I nice. really was like, "Oh, they're going for these like um these small sort of set piece style like scenes and these little like mini stories and it's it felt it just feels very um OG Star Wars. Yeah, OG Star Wars and all but like very like the practic the practicalness of the it and the practicality of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah, I was in it just like was practicality is that is that word it feels like that was the wrong word to use. We'll say practical. I think you're right. I think practicality can be used in several different ways. I don't know. I it just went like in my to make head and then I said practicalness and I was like, oh God. Practicality <laughs> sounds better than practicalness. I know it sounds better. I know. But let's just go with what sounds let's better. Move on. Mm. <laughs> we digressed. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I, look, I don't want to get, want to get too far down this rabbit hole. I am not a huge fan of most things post original trilogy, mm-hmm. Star Wars related. Oh, we'll go there. Although I, I know you and I have already had this conversation, <laughs> but I don't. I also had like haven't seen Clone Wars. I haven't seen any of the animated stuff. Really, I just I have it. I've always been meaning to. It's just not, it's just not something I ever got into because I think also all the prequel stories just as, they don't interest me as much. But this was really like the first thing that has come out in the last forty years. <laughs> I was about to say, is it before? <laughs> No, but like what, since 83 or whatever, that I was like, I, I don't know, I, you know, it, it moved, you know? Hey. It moved and it moved me. It did its it job. Moved. I love it. I felt did something. Did it move you in all sorts of places? Yeah, well, that's why I said it moved. It moved. 
it moved. I love the practical design of everything. I loved his suit. I thought that stuff was awesome. I love the interior stuff on his ship. I thought that was great. And I'm excited to see where it goes. I like the tempo. The pacing is nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's great. The music is a little weird. Agreed. Agreed. A couple of times I was like, this is cool. And then a couple of times I was like, this sounds like like Willow, yeah. like music from Willow or something yeah. that got left behind. Or like, it's just like yeah. weird old music that like doesn't quite fit the, what I'm watching. How do you feel about the lack of crawl? The crawl at the beginning of every Star Wars movie. I, I loved it. So you because don't... it's not Star because like well that's the thing it's like with the new movies and they do the crawl it's like don't do that George Lucas had made that up like don't do that like if you're gonna be another filmmaker like do something different I mean God bless Ryan Johnson like I didn't like Last Jedi but at the same time I was like at least he was trying to do something that wasn't like a George Lucas clone of a movie mm-hmm. um, so I think that's cool it's a different thing it's a different story I think it has. I don't like that new sort of like Star Wars thing that Disney's come up with. It's like all the faces that, yeah, like the like Marvel a, a, style thing in the beginning. color flashes across them. Like it's Vader's face, it's but siren. it's red and it's like it's blue. Thing. Yeah, it's like a siren. I, yeah, I find it like annoying to watch. It's visually annoying. It gives me a little bit of a headache. And it just feels so like Disney-fied. Like, ugh. Wait, wait, what is this? Am I, am I not thinking the same the beginning thing? Beginning of the Mandalorian before yeah. it like the starts. Logo. The way the this... Marvel movie starts and it flips through the comics and you see right. all the things and it is the logo. Yeah. So it's the new Star Wars logo. No one's ever, that's a new thing, right? That yeah. Star Wars logo. Yeah, yeah. And For... it's got the faces, right? They look like they're yeah. statues and I there's like a it. color going across it. them. Yeah, it's a oh. siren kind okay, of thing going the same on. Thing. Yeah, I just said, I, gotcha. I just find that. But I was fine with no crawl. I don't know, I didn't even like think about it. I did think that, I was like, oh, no crawl. And then I just moved on. Yeah, because I mean, wasn't it, confirmed that they're only doing the crawl for the numbered films like if it's anything outside of the numbered films they just don't do a crawl didn't rogue one have a crawl no rogue no. one didn't have a crawl and everyone was like oh my god no crawl that's right yeah that's yeah right. i think solo it's also, only sorry, the saga solo films. also did not have a crawl yeah you just yeah. have the solo then you break through the movie just crawled out. yeah instead <laughs> <It's awful. coughs> sorry oh yeah yeah that was tough mm-hmm. victoria thoughts uh so i love baby yoda <laughs> I love that it's an actual Muppet instead of a CGI abomination. Mm-hmm. Is it? Because it looks CGI to me. No, it's definitely a Muppet. I don't know, dude. That okay. face looks CGI to me. Okay. No, it, it is a Muppet. It could be a mixture. It could be a mixture. It's though. probably I think a combination. It's a it could be a mixture. They could have the practical there for obviously eyeline and everything and establishing in camera, but they could just do a little, you know, okay, let's send this over to the VFX team. It looks sli- the face, just like the eyes, nose, mouth part of it looked sl- slightly animated to me. Well, puppetry has evolved since then. <laughs> Hate him to tell me I was in the Lion King for God's sake. <laughs> um, I'm all about puppetry. I I just thought it was like it felt slightly off to me, mixed in with all the other things that looked very practical. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I'd, it stands out. It, it, maybe just because it was Yoda. It's Baby Yoda. He's adorable. But it's not Baby Yoda, according to you. I know, but it's but Who that's the title. Who do you think it is? I I definitely think it is a relative of Yoda. I think it's Luke's hand. <laughs> It just grew into that thing. You're like, man. I think when a hand goes through outer space, it goes through Cloud City into outer space and into the wherever. It just turns into Yoda? Yeah, it turns, make green, it's like gangrened. Yoda's just like a a walking gangrene, isn't he? Yoda was like like a a toe. Yoda was a toe at one point that just kind of evolved No, he's a gremlin. Did you read about that drink in Alaska where you have to eat, drink the toe? What? What? What kind of toe? A human toe? There's a guy, some weird old drunk guy who invented some b- drink. He was a bartender. I think it's like in the bowels of Alaska. Um, are there any other parts of Alaska? Um, it's up north somewhere where it's real cold and there people are real crazy. And uh, the guy died, and that's how I read about it. It was his obituary. He invented a drink called the sour toe where you go to the bar and like to prove you're like 
worth or your like, you know, verisimilitude. Yeah. How about that word? Happy Vers- practicality. Verisimilitude. <laughs> no, probably. I'm just still it's over the It's not a context. Toe. Drink, the toe is in the, is in the like, bottle and you have to like drink it with the toe in there if you can drink it with the toe. And then the, so the guy who died who invented it left all his toes to be put into the drink. How did we get to this topic of wow. toes? You said Yoda. Yoda was a, we Yoda was Yoda. a toad. Yeah. So that was a cool. Luke's hand grew into the baby Yoda. All right. That, was, Yoda that was, was a rabbit toe. hole I did yeah. not expect to venture down into. You can talk about me some more if you, you know. Like. You know what I thought, though, going back to Mandalorian real <laughs> quick, and then back into Michael. Take that how you will. Oh, yes. Take that how you will. I'll take, take it out. I'll take it however I feel like take it, Jason. It I don't know if I could take it <laughs> Wait, looking at you. Jason, would you take him into the outer rim? <laughs> oh, Michael would be a good time in the outer rim. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great place. It's a great place. You'll love it. (laughs) So I I thought that the the first and the second episode, I thought they worked better as a pilot together. I was kind of shocked by the half hour runtime. Half hour runtime, I was like, really? Half hour reps? I don't know. I thought they'd be hour long or like 48, you know, something like that. I thought they were going to be 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. They were a little, the second one was a little short. Mm -hmm. Yeah. First one was, I think, 36. Second one was like 30. The second one felt shorter to me. Yeah. But the like, first one, I just didn't even, I was like, what am I, I was so just like not knowing what I was going to see. And mm-hmm. it was just sort of like trying to go with the experience. Although I just, I went to see The Irishman yesterday. How was it? It's three hours. It's absolutely phenomenal. Everyone, if you can get a chance Ooh, to see it in the big screen, right. you have to see it. But yeah, it was like three and a half hours. That was. Whoa. And I was like, I can't not remember the last time I sat in a movie theater for three and a half hours. I just like, it was insane. It is longer Endgame? than 180 minutes. Yeah. it's two, Which one? Endgame. That's th- that wasn't three hours. That's definitely three, three hours. Yeah, I think it's 3.05. Three hours it, and I thought five it was like minutes. just under three. Well, this beat Endgame. Okay. I did see Endgame. Wow. Don't worry. But yeah, I... Uh, wait, yeah, it's like 210 minutes or something. Yeah, dude. It was, ama- it was amazing. That's serious. Anyway. Wow. Anyway. Wow. Run times. Uh, what are your thoughts on the old exit of D.B. Weiss and uh, Benioff from the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic project? Do you think that it had legs? Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, it was going to oh. be the Knights of the Old yeah. Republic. It was going to be that. Oh, bummer. Right. 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 Did you follow the comics at all? Did you ever uh, go into the graphic novels of Knights of the Old Republic and all that? Oh, damn. I know. I'm a, it's good. I'm a bad, bad Star Wars bad nerd. Star Wars nerd. Um, no, it's okay. I mean, like that. some of that stuff, like you go down, you talk about the rabbit hole, like you go down certain... There's, you know, the whole Crimson Dawn uh, gangster underworld of Star Wars. There's a whole bounty hunter sex in Star Wars. There's all this crazy stuff. But then there's like the stuff that is very in your face. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the Knights of the Old Republic was a great comic line. Played the video game. Dark Horse. Great game. Great game. A lot game. of fun, man. My brother played a lot that of fun. It was an game. old game. When did that come out? Uh, like 2003. And that was for the original Xbox. Uh, someone's got on their cell phone. I would love yeah. to know. I think, are you sure that was, I thought that was earlier than that. Was like I'll late figure 90s. it out. Or maybe it was post prequels. Yeah, and prequels like right were ninety seven to two thousand two thousand three two thousand three. Yeah, and two thousand five two thousand five. That's right. That's right. That's Sith right. was two thousand. But um, so my feeling on that is, um, can everyone just stop making fucking Star Wars movies for five seconds? That so it's <laughs> kind of fine with me. Yeah, that's a cool. I remember that video game. Oh, it's kind of a neat idea, but it's still just like, I, it's just too much. Yeah, it's too much oversaturation. The video that's game came out in two thousand three. On Xbox. Wow, good job. Holy cow. Yeah. Look at that. It's like you... It's like I played it. It's No, it's, it's like, like you... Played it's like you have a Star Wars podcast or something. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just like... I'm so f- I'm so fucking over all these spinoff movies and... So would you rather just see saga films, numbered films? Do you want to be done with the Skywalkers? What? What do you think? 
I have such mixed feelings about it. I'm not a big, I mean, again, like, I don't want to turn this into like an hour long debate about like, you know, new versus old versus this. Because like people really love what J.J. Abrams did or what Ryan Johnston, people really hate it. I'm definitely, and and I, and I hate being a hate, I don't like being a hater. I think that that's just like a stupid thing to be in general. Mm -hmm. Um, I appreciate people's work and I'm an, you know, I consider myself part of an artistic community. So like, I hate to be like, fuck the, you know, that's terrible. Or like, I don't like, I don't get like viscerally angry about these things, but I just, for my taste, I, I haven't really liked anything post original trilogy. So I just, I, I don't know. Yeah, the Mandal- I'm telling you, The Mandalorian is like the first thing where I was like, oh, like this is a cool way of doing, of, of nodding back to that stuff. I like some of Force Awakens. I'm excited about the new one. I don't know. But I just think in general, I'm sad to see that group end. Um, look, I was not a fan of the whole sort of like retcon of... Uh, Force Awakens. Yeah, well, this was like everything these people did. We've, we've had... We've had yeah, everything know, these people did... They save the universe, they save the galaxy. They're my heroes. Oh, and by the way, but actually, they were a bunch of fucking idiots. And you know, forty years later, it's all back to the same. And blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah. And like, it would have been so much cooler if Force Awakens was a completely flipped movie, where the rebels were Are now in guys? charge of the government. Yeah. Yes. Mm. The bad guys. Bad, but like, but in a way that was like human. Yeah. So like they were trying to say with Force Awakens with Last Jedi that like, oh, these people were just human and they you know, they try to do their best but also they're, you know, they have faults and they have their things and they're demons or whatever. But imagine, right? You open with Force mm-hmm. Awakens where it's like the it's this like government and they're trying cuz government is fucking hard to do. Like mm-hmm. you know, our government is a dis- absolute just dis- speaking of an like, absolute disaster of government. Speaking right of now, disasters, <laughs> glued to my uh NPR last couple of days but um last couple of weeks. But yeah, I was just thinking about this recently and like it would have been. It would have made for a way cooler movie. I, I'm not saying that they would have turned into the bad guys. That I'm not saying. I, I just think that like to see them trying to hold on to a government and like elements, just the way that like we have elements of our government, you know, seeping in. Not to make this political in any way and alienate any of your audience. So I'm not going to even tell you what I am. <laughs> I think you could probably guess. Um, I don't know. So like. I have, I like I said, I have such mixed feelings. I I love these movies so much, and I love these characters and these actors, and I I, I, I don't know. It's tough, right? It's so, tough. Michael, tough if you goodbye. could make your own Star Wars film, what would it be? Ooh, yeah. Oh, I should have prepped that answer. <laughs> like, Off the top of your head, you're talking about like you're in the for me to be in it, or no, for me to like like what I you would are in play? charge of it. You're in charge of story development. You're in charge of characters. You're in charge of where the saga goes. Kathleen Kennedy is like, there you go, Michael. Make whatever Star Wars film you want. Well, I, I think it would have been that, like, so this is pre the new movies coming out because right. it would have been that. It would have been that movie where it's like the rebels are now in charge, mm-hmm. and you find and they find it's not so easy to be in charge, and it becomes this sort of like thing where they like lose hope, but then like find it again somehow Mm. um but yeah i don't know gosh i loved the ewok movie when i was (laughs) i mean do another ewok movie yes i did see the ewok movie bring them back i do another one of those um i love the ewoks please don't hate me everyone i I... (laughs) no the ewoks are cute i understand why people don't like them because it makes the empire look like idiots that a bunch of bears took them down I know, but like I love the idea of it's the same thing of like two towers, you know, where it's like nature versus technology. I just thought it was cool, and like I like that it was like scrappy underdog, you know, animals like taking back 
I don't know. I like the sort of metaphor of it or whatever. I thought it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's a tough call, though. I, I I think at one point I probably would have said, oh, Han Solo origin story. <laughs> like, <laughs> never mind. Um, yeah, I don't know. What story left? What is there left to tell about these people? Oh, yeah, maybe a Lando story. That would have been a cool thing to see, like a Lando spinoff movie, like with Billy D. Williams, okay. at some point. Now it's just you know, I think it's not going to work. So with the actual original actor Billy D. You're talking about not yeah. just like doing something. So I could now. go back and I would need to go back in time. I'd have to get a hot tub time machine. <laughs> I go back to 1990, let's say, or and make a like Lando movie. I don't know. Lobot, maybe the adventures of Lobot. Wow, Lobot, just pull him out of the back and just be like a Bosque movie. This guy's Ooh. got Ooh, a bounty hunter film. That'd yeah, cool. that would be cool. You know, like what's going on in that whole seedy underbelly? Which you is kind of why I like the Mandalorian. I it's Empire. Cool. I'm an Empire guy through through and through, and like I'm all about the bounty hunters. I was always about the bounty hunters. So like I don't know. Have you ever seen Craig Davison's artwork? I probably. But... He does these amazing, amazing renditions, shouts out to Craig Davison, of kids dressing up from like the late 70s and early 80s and whatever they could find and whatever they could really like, you know, scrounge up as kids who, you know, your imagination. You posted this. Yes, I love this stuff. And in this one shot, it shows this kid with like a caulking gun and he's got a KFC bucket over his head, but it's cut with like the visor and all his friends are dressed up as similar outfits of like IG-88 and Bosk and Zuckus and Forlom, but their shadows behind them are the characters. And dude, it's so cool. Oh, cool. It's yeah, so nostalgic. And it's so just like that whimsical imagination that children have that is just, oh, his stuff is amazing. His stuff yeah. is really amazing. It truly is. And he does it for like Back to the Future, for Transformers, for superheroes. But the Star Wars stuff, there's this really cool shot of this little girl with headphones on and she's got a blow dryer and she's kind of looking like this, but her shadow is Leia and she's got like her, you know, blaster out and dude, just like really amazing artwork, you know, but the bounty hunter one is the one that sticks out to me because it's just, it's really awesome to see those guys. Like, what do those guys do? They're probably screwing each other over left and right, trying to get their, you know, their bounty, my, my bounty. Oh, well, I'm almost to the doorstep. Fuck you. You haven't brought the bounty in yet. You know, like those kind of stories where Mm -hmm. you think you're almost to the finish line and at the one yard line, somebody can come out and take it from underneath you you know like those are interesting stories and who are those guys like who are they they're masked they're they're fugitives they're i, I think it's funny that all those characters have like endured in such a fun way because like Ooh, they were they're a total screen time for like they're, they're four and a half minutes yeah, or if, something. yeah. if that like each one gets like a th- 20 seconds <laughs> yeah. on screen well, and you then know like why, right? 40 years later why the toys oh yeah sure but it's just funny that they've in, oh they've endured because of the toys you're yeah. saying like people kids got the toys and were like made up their own stories about it yeah Absolutely. I had them all. I guess if you watched the episode of the toys that made us. I'm a consumer. I'm a bullshit consumer. Yeah. I've got them all now, still. Mm. I do too. I I have my shelves of toys at home. Nice. Aww. I've seen Jason's amazing Star Wars collection at home, but he hasn't seen my weird. You got to come over and see my weirdo (laughs) collection because it's like weird memorabilia and autographs and things from like Comic Cons and like crazy shit. But dude, you got, um, I think, something from Sideshow that was pretty awesome. Didn't you get like a Han Solo in his Stormtrooper disguise? Didn't they hook you up? With I that? did. They did. They sent me. Awesome. God bless Sideshow Collectibles. Yeah, they sent me a um, a Han Solo in Stormtrooper. In the craftsmanship on that has got to be. Top it's incredible. Well, I haven't taken it out of the box. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't either. It's, a <laughs> just it's such a collector's it. item. I just like to look at it and Aww. stare at it and know what's inside, but I don't like to like touch it. I like put it. I like left it. I took it out of the cardboard box, put it back in the cardboard box. <laughs> it's just like in the room next to like other things in cardboard boxes that I can't. No. 
<laughs> no, don't even don't even look at it. It can't be played <laughs> ever. <laughs> it's my Nigel. Tough yes. Role. Thank you. Yes. I mean, what is it about collecting, though? I mean, we had Brian Volkweiss on the show. Uh, he's got the toys that made us. Great show on Netflix. Yeah. But what is it about the toys that, I mean, at that time, it, it just, it, it exploded. My, my memory of that is when I was a kid, I used to go visit my grandparents. My parents would go away for the weekend. My grandparents lived pretty close by, and they would often leave me with them for, for weekends. What were my parents doing all those weekends? <laughs> they were just like, Jesus. take him. They were, like, they were going to the outer rim. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's inappropriate. That's my parents. Uh, okay, so I would get dropped off at my grandparents' house. How do you house. think you got here? Romance. I'm trying Michael. to think. Romance. Oh, yeah. My parents? Definitely. Uh, where was I? I'm thinking about my Talking parents about fucking these. now. Thanks, Erin. Um, <laughs> your parents would drop right. you off. Grandparents So, place. So, uh, yeah. And, like, they would take me, the, you know, they were, like, spoily grandparents. So they would be like, we're going to go. We, they would let me go to Toys R Us, and they'd let me, like, go through the aisles and, like, pick out, you know, a couple of things and and like I just like it just all came out at one time and I think for me it started when I was a kid and like Star Wars completely opened up my imagination and like allowed my sense of play and making little I would take my you know action figures everywhere wherever I went and did you have a lunch pail like did you bring them in or something no I had the Darth Vader case yes which I still have in my closet uh yeah sad I mean, sadly, amazing. <laughs> Amazingly sad. Good pivot. Uh, thank you. Uh, ladies, this guy's unavailable. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I would carry it around, and everywhere I went, I would set it up on a table or on a carpet or wherever, and I would com- I would make a play. I would direct a little play and do little stories and things like that, and that's totally where all of my, like, becoming an actor, writer, like, wanting to be in that came from, fully came from seeing Star Wars, buying the figures, buying the play sets, and then, like, creating stories with them. And so that's I know that's where my thing comes from because it, like, to me, it just represents, like, storytelling. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, completely who I am and what I do with my, like, life. That's, like, my life's work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That's my... Very small answer to that. That was awesome. It means nothing to me. <laughs> exactly. It was a throwaway. Nothing. That was a but total throwaway. But my wife and I have this thing because she's like, she sees a lot, she sees a lot of it as crap. It's like the age old, like, oh, my wife tells me to throw out all my toys and like, I have a man cave, blah, blah, blah. You know, I hate that argument, but it's, it's slightly tr- sort of amazingly, sadly true <laughs> in my case. But like a lot of my stuff, like, is either old stuff or like stuff I've gotten for free or like, I've made friends at, at cons. Like I made friends with this amazing cosplayer, and she does. She works for one of the infantry, one of the like, um, uh, like the five hundred first. Yeah, the five hundred first. Rebel it was the one Legion. In, yeah, it was one out of down south, and she made me a uh, a thermal detonator. Oh, dude, that's she, awesome! She like made me one. Wow. She was like, "I'm sorry." She says, "I was gonna put lights in it, but I didn't have time." <laughs> I was like, "Okay," but I have this like ther- so like I have like lots of weird things like that that I've collected over the years, or like I've gone to a a thrift store and found like a you know McDonald's lunch pail. A lunchbox toy of like you know Luke with the Yoda in his backpack, yeah. And I've like taken it home, scrubbed it very well, and then like put that on a shelf. Like I find those amusing and wonderful, and like, yeah. She just like I don't know. There's something about having that stuff. My parents threw all my shit away except for like wow. a good a good portion of my figures. I have. They're not in great shape, but like I had everything, man. I had fucking I had the Endor. Oh, the, the, tree, the trees. Yes, um, the trees. I yeah. had. Um, I had ATATs. I had. I had two ATATs. Whoa! Yeah, two. You two. do battle with those. Yeah, we were gonna I had out the, of Michael's uh, house. Fuck yeah! I had the, the the I had the sand crawler. Nice. 
I had um, I had a Millennium Falcon. I had it all. Jeff Snowspeeders from Empire. Yeah, I had it all. <laughs> yeah, it's I all. Mean, but yeah, like, Jason. That, no, that's what we every get. year, come on, Jason. Every year for the holidays or every year for my birthday, that's all I ask for. Every single Star Wars, figures. every single holiday from my grandparents, from my parents, from anybody. It was like so that I would just I accumulated like everything. When they threw it out, I have absolutely no idea. It just like wasn't there at some point. You left for college and they're like, yes! I, don't, I think they got rid of it earlier than they're that. They're like, I oh, got really? married and then they threw all my Star Wars uh, stuff I out. love to like rub it into my dad and be like, listen. Do you know how much those would be worth? Yeah, you could have. <laughs> Ugh, brutal. Yeah, but I mean, Victoria, for you, I mean, obviously, did you collect toys? Were, were you a toy collector? Did you have them? I was a child once. Well, I'm just saying, like, did you collect Star Wars toys? Are you insinuating that I only played Barbie dolls and stuff like that? I'm just saying, did you collect toys? Some people don't like toys. Uh, I did collect toys um, for when I was very, 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 very young. And then I I started collecting, like, CDs and DVDs and stuff like that Mm. as opposed to- Cover art, things like that? Cover art, yeah, and stuff like that. Star Wars, a lot of it was, like, T-shirts or the movies or, like, art artwork and stuff like that or like a picture book i think i had a coloring book of star wars at one point yes. but like the the color, the ones that had the numbers on it of which yeah, 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 yeah. I, when you said that this is literally what i thought about was do you guys remember light brights yeah. does anybody remember oh light yeah brights? i had yeah, a light I bright. my kids light brights yeah well, they had star wars light bright. there was star wars light brights yeah. and i just i think you know remember how you get like the black paper with like the white dots where you'd have to poke through i, I probably used they the, still have that do they still make them? I got it for my kids because I oh, saw it and I was like, That's oh my great. God. They That's played great. with it all. Like, they couldn't understand what it was. Like They dumped it in like 30 seconds. Oh. <laughs> yeah, There's it was too really much work sad. attached to this. But I think I recreated the, um, it was the scene, the iconic kind of like wide shot of Obi-Wan and Vader facing off and their lightsabers were clashing. I, in, you, you would punch the little lights through mm-hmm. that eventually they just wouldn't stick in there anymore mm. because like the paper itself would just get so used over and over that it was like, oh, well, this is, you know, but I would just recreate that scene over That's and so over and over. You know, you could have just left it. Like <laughs> you could have just left I, it. I just wanted to take them off. You wanted like, to make it again. I can do it again. But then I would, <laughs> I would color correct it and be like, oh, yeah, okay. That's oh, definitely okay. The yeah, well, that makes that sound like you. Should we do a Star Wars puzzle like those a thousand piece? I would. I have yet to accomplish an a thousand piece puzzle of any kind. That's a lot of pieces. I know it is a lot That's of pieces, lot but of some pieces. people are like, "Oh, let's instead of Netflix and chilling, it's like, hey, you want to come over and puzzle and chill? Do a puzzle with me? <laughs> you want to puzzle it with me? Want to put the, my pieces together? Puzzle. Going back to the toys real quick. My cousin and I, we were between He Man. G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Star Wars. Yep. Those were kind of like the sweet spot in the 80s. Right yeah, I didn't there. do Transformers, but all the rest of them, I'm right there with you. And what we would do, we would do, I don't know why we did this, but we would take all the figures out and then we would place them in like their rank and their order and their file. So like, you know, Vader had to go up here, or like Tarkin had to go up here, and like the Emperor had to go before him. Yeah. But then we would place their weapons next to them. So it would be like this regimen lining out. But dude, then we'd get them all lined up and then we would just look at them. And then we'd be like, yeah, man, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I would line mine up, too. I would constantly line the line things up. There's a lot of <laughs> pictures of me as a kid, like, sitting, posing with, like, Star Wars figures and G.I. Joe figures lined up. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that's a thing I used to do, too. I don't know. See, I'll tell you what took over, though. My brother was always a gamer, and for me to bond with him, I had to play video games so we we had a lot of star wars video games because at least i liked the story and i attempted to play it and i'm a terrible gamer unless it's a racing game but Mm. i attempted to play star wars always in fact my brother even called me and he was like all right i'm gonna buy the new star wars game do you want me to wait for you so you can watch the story i was like yes please (laughs) 
<laughs> is it Jedi Order? Or yeah. uh, Fallen Fallen Jedi. Fallen, Fallen Jedi. Order. Fallen Oh God, we're terrible nerds oh, right now. It's the new horrendous. one. What do you oh, think of that? The new one? The new game coming out. I don't out? know anything about it. I know it's the kid from Shameless. The Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Fallen so it's Star Wars Jedi, Jedi Fallen, Order? Fallen Order. Copy that. I don't I, I don't know much about it. I'm not a big I'm not a big game. I do have an Oculus Quest though. Really? Oh my god. Oh, no, dope. Have can, you tried one of those? No. Can you do the Vader Immortal They're thing amazing. on that? Yes, Have you can. Oh. And there's a lightsaber dojo mode too. What? Where you just you're in a dojo and you just what's the little thing that he trained with in uh, training remote? Is that what it's called? The, the little ball? <laughs> but I didn't know the name of Jedi Fallen Order. You need to get this guy. <laughs> this guy some help. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, training remote mode. That's awesome. And it gets like more and more difficult. But you really feel like you're wielding a lightsaber in that game. It I'm is. In. Oh, it's you think this you is a new Star Wars you not, have you, play, you haven't played a you haven't played an Oculus Star Wars game? I played uh, the Oculus the, the Oculus game that I did play. It came with um oh, it was with the HTC Vive and it was with the system that had like the cameras you had to set up in the room right. no. and you flew in on the Falcon and you were going to I think Tatooine. You would drop down off the Falcon and then you'd run out to a moisture evaporator and then as that was happening a shuttle comes down with stormtroopers, and then a lightsaber pops into your hands, Holy and you fuck. just and you just start like. Well, that's deflecting. way better than the Oculus Quest. <laughs> well, you just start. <laughs> the deflecting. Oculus Quest is pretty cool, but that sounds way. I'm like riveted. I'm like, where? Dude, do I it do was that? awesome, and it, I think it was on the Steam Marketplace at that time. Oh, wow. So it was really awesome, really cool, well, and it did feel like yeah. you had this lightsaber. The, the difference between all of these Oculus ones and the Quest, I'm not doing a advertisement request although if oculus quest would like to hire me <laughs> to do anything for them i'm happy lines. to do so well i'm happy to do so it's i love i love this video game system it's the first time i've been excited about a video game system in many many years nice. but it's it's that but it's you know untethered so it's just you know the entire computer is inside the the goggle thing oh, on your head okay. so okay. there's and it's just two wireless controllers you don't set up anything it's all there but it's a fully realized environment that you, that is created and the vader stuff is super cool and it's very it's it's freaky, man. Like it is so. The Real? graphics aren't as great as the the what's the other Oculus, the Rift or any of the others, because you're plugged into an actual PC, so you're getting all of that. You know. I think that's what the Vive we had was. Right, right. Like there was actually a machine separate. Yeah. So the Quest has is like downgrade. In order for it all to fit in that little thing, it can't be as powerful of a computer. But every game is getting better. The graphics are getting better, and there's great there's great like shooting zombie games that you run around places. And just, I mean, it's it's fun. Dude, there was a game that came out where it was... Do you ever play Castle Crashers? Anybody ever play that game? Castle Crashers. So, it, very simplistic style game. You've got these four different colored knights, red, green, blue, and yellow, I think. But in this game, in the Steam Marketplace, you have on this HTC Vive, and you're on the top of a spire of a castle. And you're shooting just these very two-dimensional looking things in a 3D space mm. that are kind of like trying to storm the castle. Uh -huh. But you have to draw and release the arrow with like the two remotes. It was awesome. Yeah. It was so much fun. They have so a game like fun. that for this too where you're like, it's, it's like bow and arrow shooting yeah. constantly. You're like an elf. It's like elven assassin or something. Yes, it was like so much fun because I mean, you could actually like arc these shots from deep and you could yeah, see these yeah. things fall and you could hit cauldrons with like, you know, boiling whatever the hell's inside of them. And it was just, oh, it was really cool. Have you never played Beat Saber? No. What is this? You guys know what Beat Saber is? Nope. Oh, is it when the blocks are flying at you and yeah. you gotta cut them down? Oh so it's, yeah, no, it's, I saw it's that. It's Dance Dance Revolution with lightsabers. Yeah. <laughs> I was it's actually going to ask, and, but there... you destroy things with lightsabers instead of like, you know, love it. Yeah, it's definitely the new way to get uh, nerds to work out. It's just like Ugh. it's an amazing workout. Like works. I did. I my mother-in-law. I, I she wanted to try this thing, and I gave it to her, and she loved it. 
Yeah. Even she loved it. Even your mother-in-law will love it. Even your mother-in-law will love this. <laughs> Oculus Quest. That's the Even pitch. your mother-in-law will love that's it. That's the oh, pitch. Oh, that's a great pitch. Michael, what are you doing nowadays? What's what's coming up next for you? I'm sitting here talking to you. Oh, well, I mean, besides us, because we are awesome. But. Well, um, what am I doing these days? I, uh, I'm waiting for a job. <laughs> Looking for a job. <laughs> um, the life of an actor. Yeah, it's so great. Uh, the last TV show, I did an episode of Succession that was on, it just aired, uh, which was Congrats. interesting. Thanks. Uh, so you may have seen me on that. I I shot a commercial last weekend. I didn't tell you. Oh, I did my first dude. commercial since being out here, so that was interesting. Great. Very good. Um, yeah, just auditioning, and um, I have a lot of scripts that I've written, uh, TV scripts uh, that I'm sort of getting out there and having meetings for and pitching nice. around, so hoping to make stuff, sort of making that more of a transition in my life, making that a bigger part of what I do. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I'm focusing on, writing and and doing voiceover stuff and uh, auditioning for lots and lots and lots of fun voiceovers. Every time I get a voiceover audition, I'm like, oh my God, that would be so cool to get. And mm-hmm. uh, then I don't get it. Um, <laughs> well, we had Christopher Sean on here, the voice of the lead actor for Rebels. Oh, wow. Oh, and nice. he was telling us the voiceover world, it's tough, man. Yeah. Like it's Br- tough it's to get brutal. in. Brutal. And he said he auditioned for Rebels, I believe, or excuse me, Resistance, two years prior. Yeah, I think so too. Mm. So, I mean, it was- Have you it, listened to the episode? There was, a, <laughs> there was a big window, though. But, I mean, I've even heard that as an actor, you know, putting things on tape for voiceover, that it's, you know, it's it's a tough I, not to cry. I audition for voiceovers literally every day. Mm-hmm. Five days a week, I, wow. I go to a voiceover booth at my agents and work with the studio guys there who are, like, directors, and they we bang out, like, on average two to three a day, almost almost five days a week. Wow. And it is so much work. And it is so intense. It's a great workout that like you get better and better the more you audition, the more stuff. And I get such a wide range of stuff from like Disney Junior to mm-hmm. I've got, I've auditioned for Star Wars, you know, animated stuff. I've auditioned for everything under the sun. I was up for the Rugrats reboot. I think I told you that yeah. um, at one point, which I unfortunately didn't get. But like crazy stuff. I just auditioned for the Kevin Smith uh, He Man reboot. Uh, yeah. Reboot. That's awesome. Don't don't think I got it. Um, but like. It's fun. Like I, I, that's sort of like my dream is to like, you know, get more. I mean, I've done stuff. I have done some animated stuff, and um, but it's, uh, yeah, what a, it's a dream life. The money's great. It's super fun, and you yeah. get to show up in your underwear, or you know, the, or some you know yeah. variant of that. Yeah, you probably shouldn't show up anywhere in your underwear anymore in this business, unless yeah. it's a Kevin Klein audition. Kevin Klein. Kevin Calvin Klein. Calvin Klein. Kevin Klein. I hear that What's... Kevin Klein. Wait. <laughs> loves it when you come to audition for him in your underwear. I don't know what he's directing or producing these days. I know his wife owns a shop in Manhattan, Phoebe Cates. There you go. That's what I mean. Remember Phoebe Cates? I do. Oh, uh, yes, you do. I do remember Phoebe Shh, Cates. Relax. Easy, easy, Tiger. Let's calm it down. Let's calm it down. That's, a, that's just an inside. It's an inside joke. It's for the fellas out there of a certain age. Of a certain true. age. This is true. Well, I mean, you're hustling, man. You're doing your thing. You're making yes, it happen. And that's part of what, you know, all entails, uh, the grind, if you will. Um, question for you about- Oh, something fun just happened. Well, give it to us. I have my first uh, upper deck. I don't know if, ooh, can I spoil this? I don't know what kind of a spoiler it is. Upper deck is doing uh, like trading cards. Yeah, yeah. Like the old school style. Like you love, you probably love the- Baseball cards. Movie, but yeah, but like remember movie cards? Yeah, I do remember them. Yeah, movie cards were huge in the 80s and, and early 90s, right? That was like yeah. a huge thing. I remember like the last movie cards I think I got were like Dick Tracy. 
I remember those. Oh, I love me some Dick Tracy. Hells yeah, Dick Tracy is awesome. Yes. It's great. But yes, so their ma- upper deck is making. I, don't, I think it's of all the shows from Netflix. So, the, but they're definitely making Punisher cards. And oh. So I found. So I signed like a whole thing, and, and they paid for like my likeness, and, and I had to agree to like, and they sent us like what it looked like on the mock-ups and everything, and so. Um, yeah, I, there are going to be cards of me coming out. That's, That's awesome, awesome. Dude, So that was like my 10-year-old self was like dying inside. <laughs> That's amazing. I was like, Congratulations. I was like, the show is not only canceled, but I died, you know, like a year and a half ago. So like, spoiler no, alert. No chance whatsoever oh, of it moving to Disney Plus in any way, shape, or form. Marvel property, Disney property, et cetera. Is that what you wanted to ask me? Was that the like... Well, no. Get some inside dope for no, me. No, 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 no. I wish I could tell you something really interesting about it, but no, I know nothing. I just think that The Punisher was one of those shows that a lot of people really enjoyed. You know, a lot of people really liked. I mean, I don't fucking care because I would de- I'm dead. So like, <laughs> they can move. I don't care if they move it. No, I'm kidding. Um, I pitched them me as a Force Ghost so hard. And they were like, oh yeah, they're like, yeah, like, oh, this is not Star Wars. You own both. What the fuck is the difference? But no, that's a Netflix thing. I did hear a rumor. I heard a rumor. I heard a daredevil rumor, mm. but I don't want anyone to get excited because it's it was not like from Jeff Loeb. It's not like I was right. at Jeff Loeb's and he was like, listen, don't tell anyone except on the podcast. <laughs> right. Except people that listen. Yeah. But I would say that like all those guys and gals, everyone on those shows, like from the creators to the actors, so many of them have signed on to like other TV shows. Like you see them on as series regulars on other shows. So like for them to try to get all of those cast and creative back together to like make new shows, it certainly wouldn't happen for a while. I could see them doing it in like a Four few years. years. Yeah. Or six years. Cause you like- six years. Six years Abs- later. Must it was be five six years. years. Six. No, it must be six years because the Admiral Thrawn was in the- <laughs> Sorry, it's Jason as a 12 year old. That's right. <laughs> that was intense. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't know when the rights also like go back to Marvel. Like it's such a weird yeah. thing too with Netflix and Marvel. Like who owns the like? They own, I think Marvel owns the rights to the characters, and the, but like the content is still owned by Netflix. Yeah, they, they have they have to wait for like a certain amount of time before they can yeah. show up on Disney Plus. I, I do remember. I, I would I would be surprised. Also, the the, the Disney Plus audiences. I don't, it's not really the Disney Plus audience. Those those TV shows were like bloody and brutal. Yeah, I loved them though. Yeah, I, I mean it was them. cool to be. I mean like if I could have it. it to be a part of those, like if I had any choice to be a part of anything Marvel, Punisher would have been like number one or two or three, four. Um, but I was very proud to be a part of that sort of like Marvel thing because mm-hmm. I thought I just loved how they did those and how gritty and real and cool they were. And because it's kind of like what they're bringing Star Wars back to in the in the Mandalorian because that's mm-hmm. that's what's actually good and and what people want. So I felt like we had our we had our time and those those shows will live on somehow in everyone's memories they and will. hearts. Hearts wow. and minds and souls. Yeah. Well, you've talked about your two little girls. What uh, What is it like when are, are they? They're Star Wars fans, yeah. We watched A New Hope for the first time. So they had read. I have told. Well, they see all Daddy's toys. So they've known about Star Wars and forever. And they can't touch Daddy's toys, correct? Yeah, I get very angry when they touch. <laughs> no, one of my girls, she's so cute. She makes me Star Wars toys. Aww. So she'll Adorable. get like an egg carton and put like color it and then put like pencils in it for antenna and like make these like Star Wars droids and robots for me. Adorable. It's awesome. You When you come over you have to see you'll probably love it. Um, maybe I'll if you have if, I'll take a picture and I'll send it to you guys. It's so I'm, I'm building this like crazy collection. One has like a it's like an outdoor paper lantern with like unicorn headband stuck in the top and she's like this is my your new toy. Weird stuff. But um, they knew about Star Wars through that. I would always make references. 
we would like buy them Star Wars pajamas. We have, our whole family has matching Star Wars pajamas. Oh, I think have you guys posed? I posted together? a picture of yeah. that. Yeah, I saw Hamble it. It was it, it was cool. adorable. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I think Hamill actually said like, "Oh, your girls are cute" or something. He and I had a funny exchange about something else. We'll tell that story another time. When there's a Star Wars podcast to tell it on. Oh wait, <laughs> sorry. Where where am I? You're here. Am You're I on the, the Rebel Mandalorian? The Rogue. It's a Star Wars. Nothing oh, but Star uh, Wars. So they also read the gold, the Star Wars Golden Books, like the, uh, you know, they the, make those little golden books for kids, and so mm-hmm. they were like the summaries and stuff. And um, we also bought the Darth Vader and me, or Darth Vader and daughter, or like That's Daddy's adorable. little Va- yes. Vader's little Vader's yes. little girl, or whatever it's called. I love it. That was like one of the first books they ever bought. So they they know all so many references from all the movies, but they know it as like so when they would were watching Star Wars for the first time, they were like, "Well, is that's her? That's her daddy? Like, why is he so mean to her? Like, so they already knew. Yeah, yeah that secret was blown like way <laughs> early. Time. But I was very adamant that they watch because I people have been asking me. They're like, "Well, would you start them on Phantom Menace? Would you? What's the order you would start?" I was like, "It's not even a question. Like, of course I'm going to start them on the original trilogy. Yeah, you should all be start like parents." Be good parents out there. <laughs> yes. Don't be assholes. No. Start with a new hope, but also be crafty and find the unadulterated, unaltered, or OG, OG, OG ones. Those are hard to find. Yeah. So I the found top. them years ago, you know, somewhere on the internet. Someplace. For some reason, there was a place on the internet you get things for free. I don't know. It just suddenly found its way into my hard drive. <laughs> and uh, I had all three. I have, I've had all three movies. Nice on my computer for a while and uh, so we all sat in my office I put it I put the New Hope on my computer and my two little girls and I sat on the couch and we watched A New Hope and it was really emotional for me and they could give two fucks no (laughs) I'm telling you like I was like, we had, and they, I had built it up to them, and they were so excited, and we had popcorn, and they were like, we were talking about, when are we gonna watch? When are you ready? They're like, we think we're ready now. We think we're ready. I was like, okay. And like 15 minutes into it, they're like, <sighs> not literally, but they were just like tuning out and like yeah. totally. And I, and and now I will say, I was watching it, and I was like, compared to the stuff that they watch, I can understand why this is a hard thing to watch. It, it it's slow for them. It's a lot of esoteric language. It's like adult language. All the stuff in the beginning, the Imperial Senate will not stand for this, and blah 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 blah. You know, it's everyone's like jabbering away at each other, and you know, and and and, and you're with nothing but droids for the yeah, first and dro- like, and yeah, the 15, droids, and they land on, and they're and they and they're they're confused by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I keep answering questions, and then you get to Luke and his, you know, drinking his milk and, and acting like a like a douche and whining yeah. and 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 just like, Why? I don't know. I was like trying to watch it through their eyes, and thinking about like as they're watching, I'm like, what is this like for them? That being said, they're now like excited to watch the next chapter. Next chapter is obviously way scarier and more intense. They do know about Tauntauns because I have a weird Tauntaun fetish. I have a Tauntaun sleeping bag. I have lots of little Tauntaun figures. I have. Um, I bought a Tauntaun baby that I took home with me from Galaxy's Edge. The girls are very excited to adopt it. So we. Had, it's a whole adoption process. I don't know if you guys have been to Galaxy's Edge. No, no we've not. No. It's pretty dope. Um, that's a whole other podcast. I have a lot of things to say about Galaxy's Edge. All it was right. a bit disappointing. We'll bring you back for that. I would be fun. But we there's a place where you adopt. It's a creature shop. Where you okay. adopt but they, a creature. But that's the whole idea. Is like you adopt one of these creatures. So they have Tauntauns. They have um, Ewoks. They have. But they're like the baby versions of them. And like when you pet them, they like the Tauntaun goes. You know, and makes all the like noises and stuff. And what? it comes in a box with like slats in it. 
you know, with the uh, with the writing on and all that stuff. But it, it looks like like you would adopt like a cat from a, like a from a you know a shelter. Aww. Anyway, so it's just so funny. I feel like my kids have sort of reversed themselves. It's like they got into the toys, into the characters, into all the like consumerism of it first, right. and they're like, "Oh, right, there's a movie. Eh, this is boring." But maybe yeah, they're just they're too young to appreciate it. It's all about the merchandise. It. It's made more money than the movies. Mm-hmm. Triple the amount. It's unreal. Amount. It's yeah. unreal. But I mean, that's got to be a very emotional. Like you said, it was a very emotional experience to be sitting there with your girls. And how old? How old are they? They're six. I have twins. They're six. Okay. And how of old course, are... I have twins. Twins have to watch Star Wars. Of course. <laughs> well, how old were you when you were exposed to the films? Like when you saw? Like, can you remember? Like, were you like seven, yeah. eight? The first movie I ever saw in the movie theaters was, um, I think was Jedi. Or was it Empire? Oh God, no! I think it was Jedi. I would have been too young for to see that in the movie theaters. Or it might have been Empire when they like re-released. I think they like mm. released Empire in, like what like eighty or eighty one or whatever, and then they like re-released it or just played forever. And I think I saw <laughs> it, it in like forever. I think I saw it in like eighty two or something when I was like, yeah, I must have been like four years old or something. Um, God, I, I I can't remember exactly, but that's I think I was like no, I must have been like five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the reason I was asking was, like, obviously there's a different system. Your girls probably watch stuff on iPads and phones, right? And it's it's very colorful and it's fast and it's it's coming at them in, like, a, a way that narrative storytelling is going to take a little bit of time to build character and, like, what's happening and going on. So, yeah, I could see where they'd be like, yeah, cool, this is what it is. You know, and they're just yeah. kind of, they kind of tune out. It's well, the YouTube generation. But, but let's, you know, New Hope wasn't made for kids. No. Oh, no. Not at all. And that's the thing you have to remember. It's like, I think people think of it as, like, a kid's movie because, like, but all back the in the sto- day, like, the you know, my dad tells a story about how he, like, went when I was, like, a, a, a just born or, like, you know, I was very young. I was a couple of years old. And, you know, I was left at home and he went out with his buddies and they all like, got stoned and went to see Star Wars. They were all psyched about it. It wasn't like a kid's movie that came out that all the kids were rushing to the movie theaters for. It became a kid's thing. Right. But I think that's that's probably part of it. But yeah, it's just a weird generation. Like I'm trying to get my kids to get into Dark Crystal. My wife's like, no, no, no. You mean the prequel ones? Yeah, the original the, Dark Crystal. No, oh, I'm talking about the new show. No, 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 no. I'm not that one's show. dark. I'm sure. I haven't there's, seen it yet. I'm excited to watch oh, it. Oh, it's so good, it but there's like death in literally every well, single episode. the original episode. Dark Crystal is scary. Yes. I mean, I went to see Temple of Doom. I went to see it, the Indiana Jones thing. They re-released the three movies or four movies, whatever the fuck. I don't consider the fourth movie a fourth movie. I consider it an, ab- an abomination. Crystal Abominations. Skull. You're not a yes. fan. Yes. But we, it was one of those things where they re-released all the movies. You could see them all in one day. Mm-hmm. And my buddy and I went and we ate a bunch of pot brownies and sat there and had like the greatest day of our lives watching the Indiana Jones movies. But it, like, it, I, I got super stoned. It really hit me like in the middle of Temple of Doom when they're ripping the guy's heart out and sacrificing him. And I was watching it. I was like, I was fucking like eight years old when I saw the movie. How did my parents let me see that? And how did I not become a serial traumatized. killer? PG-13 moniker. Yeah. Was, so I just established think, because of that. Those movies, I think all those movies growing up, even Goonies, like you think about a lot of these, they're just like very mature and adult and you watch them, you're like, you could never get away with making those for kids anymore. No, not even. Stranger anymore. Things is kind of like trying to do that, but like but it's, it's not. still rated in a certain way to where kids can't necessarily watch it unless parents consent. Yeah. There just was no content back then. Yeah. So it's just like, it's all from scratch. We're just like throwing all these things out there. Nobody knows what right. any of this stuff is. And all of a right. sudden it's like, anyway. But it was amazing. We're so old. We're so These old. old people. Ah, not me. Those people in their Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, Michael, anything else, man, you want to add to this cast, podcast of ours? Can people get a hold of you? Can they reach out to you? Can they connect with you? How do they do that? On the interwebs, on the social media channels, yeah, on sure. the Twitters. They on can the... find me on the Twitters. I think I'm, I have weird names. 
On Twitter, I'm M underscore Nathanson1. There's like 8 million Michael Nathansons, I think. M underscore Nathanson1 on the Twitter. Uh, my Instagram is Michael underscore Nathanson, but if you just say Michael Nathanson and look for a little blue check mark, that's me. Ooh, you got a blue check mark. Oh, yeah, blah, blah. Everyone has a blue. I think my, you know, anyone has. You... I don't have a blue check mark. How really? dare you? Yeah. I don't know. You just hire a publicist. <laughs> okay. No, I think it's you could buy. Can't you buy a blue check mark these days? I don't even no. know. Come find me. Come say hi. I love to talk to people. Um, I haven't been on the uh, social media of late with the whole transition to L.A. from New York and having six-year-old twins and trying to, like, find jobs. Gotcha. I used to be, like, super social media savvy, but I've just become, like, super lazy about it. It's a job in and of it itself. It is a job. It is a job. Yeah, but I've got lots of fun Star Wars pictures on there. You can find me and, you know, I can tell you my Mark Hamill story some other time. Yeah. Please, please do. You have to come back. We're going to do that. I would like to. Yes. Part uh, two. Yeah, but thank thank you for having me. Um, I love to talk about Star Wars. Yeah. And I have talk. no one to talk to about it at home. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody at my house cares. Well, you can come here anytime and talk with us, buddy. I'll just sit in the audience and listen. And just Sounds be like a plan. I could be the- uh, The heckler in the back. Yeah. He's lying. You know, the stuttering John. Total the, bullshit. Uh, Rebel and the Rogue or yeah. whatever. It's just like a random- uh, No, thanks for having me on. Of course, Do I have anything man. else? Should I say anything else? Just no, just say that you'll come awesome back. How awesome you are. I'd love to. What's that? How awesome you are. I, you're awesome. And you're awesome. Oh, Everybody's oh, awesome. And Everybody's awesome. And we're all wearing denim. That's right. It was planned. Well, it wasn't, but it turned out that Not way. Remotely. And on that note, we're taking out of here on denim. Thanks for joining us for The Rebel and the Rogue, a Star Wars podcast. And if you're a fan of this podcast, you may want to check out Electric Surge's other podcasts like The 430 Movie, every Friday in which a group of writer and producers curate fantasy-themed weeks of classic movies, and Disco Nights, the ultimate Star Trek Discovery podcast available Sundays, and Glorious Trexperts, the only podcast for Star Trek fans with a life, and Best Movies Never Made, Monday nights featuring filmmakers talking about their favorite unmade projects. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, and you can follow us at TK on Twitter or TK on Instagram. Also, a very special thanks to Bill Ritter and everyone here at Electric Surge Network, including producers Natalie Michelli and Cynthia Hodge, and executive producers Dean Devlin and Mark A. Altman. So until next Thursday, may the Force be with you, always, or at least for the next week. This show is produced by Dean Devlin and Mark A. Altman and is an Electric Surge Network production.